With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, well, I'm a chicken fried A cold beer on a Friday night A pair of jeans that fit just right And a radio This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit Joined by Jeremy J. and Fiend Phoenix You are now listening to the Raspy Voice Kids And it's time for Pop Culture With the pop 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 I feel like to, to intro, we need. You are now listening. You know, like the. Yeah. It takes two. We're going to do that. We're going to do that for y'all. Yeah, we could. We could do something like that. Uh, in the meantime, let's give the people a little recap, though. We are going to talk pop culture. But part of what's been going on in our culture is we just came back from South Carolina. We were in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, right outside of Charleston. We did a live show, a live watch party. We did trivia, giveaways, had a blast with Sarah Roth, with Jason and Erica, with Dave, designated Dave. Dave, my dude, Dave. And Jason so, was my dude, too. There's a Gary lot of people Cooper, down there. There were just a lot of people we got to meet and got to hang out with. It was a good time. We really had a good time. Mark McClain was there with his wife. McClain in the building. The McLean family show show some love. That was that was nice of them. Also, another big red. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we had a great time, but it was on this trip on the way back that Jeremy and I got to revisit a moment from our past. Something that I immediately, when I came to the realization, felt very shameful about. I felt very guilty. What in the world, Brandon? What in the world were we thinking? Well, it goes to something that I've said. But what were you thinking? It goes to something I've said my whole life. Don't talk about what you don't know about. Amen. But I but I broke that rule when we decided to talk spicy chicken sandwiches. I had the nerve to say Wendy's. I almost said Hardy's. Wendy's chicken We said sandwich. Wendy's versus Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's. And you know the Wendy's? Wendy's is good. It has a spice to it. You get the cheese on it. It's good. 
But Brandon, let's be for real. We stopped. You made a stop first time. Look, I had to have it, Jay. I had to have it because it came back out and the reviews were just as hot as they were the first time. But you know what? Here's the thing I have to say. I can't stand. Like, I've seen some people do reviews about Popeye's chicken, and I felt like, man, this is so old. This is so done. What are you talking? Like, we we know, you know, Popeye's chicken sandwich. Brandon. Brandon. Every person who experiences that experience for the first time, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. What did you think? The spicy chicken sandwich from Popeye's. That is oh the best chicken Lord. sandwich I've ever had in my entire life from any place on any level. And it was like a gas station. It wasn't like a regular Popeye's by itself. It was in like a gas station like connected to it. And it was still, it was still amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And the nice thing was there was no line. I got, I mean, it was like a regular fast food line. Okay. So we got in, we got out, no fighting, nobody punched me in the face, nobody threatened me. I didn't have to threaten anybody. No, but I understand it now. I understand why people do. That sandwich is so good. Like, I used to get my chicken sandwiches, especially spicy chicken sandwiches, with cheese on them. Yeah. This one right here didn't have no cheese. They don't have cheese. They, they said they didn't have cheese. I don't know if that's a Popeye's thing or if that was just, they were just out of cheese at this restaurant at this particular time. But it they- was pure, just... The whatever special sauce they had and the pickles on spicy mayo. Oh my goodness! They make the spicy mayo in the restaurant. Life change. Oh my goodness! Look for everybody who doesn't know about it. Who feels like oh, it's like this certain cultures or this and that. No, 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 no. For people who think it's a black people sandwich, go to Pope- it, go to Popeyes. It is not. I promise you. Look, you think that? That's fine. Hey, feel how you feel. Racist. But feel how you feel. <laughs> Go to Popeye's and get the spicy chicken sandwich. Everybody sandwich. We are so late to the game, but oh my lord, that bus, man, that train, we are hopping on it. We may be in the caboose, but we hopping on that train. I'm on the bandwagon, man. I'm on the bandwagon. I love it so much. And uh I don't mind if Popeye's is paying us or not to talk about this. Somebody asked, somebody said am I a paid sponsor for Popeye's now. Oh uh, yes, no, I, no, 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 not paid. It's just real. Real is real. You know, raspy voice kids keep it real. real Brandy right. got a sandwich before I did. I came out a little bit later. He was halfway done with his. I said, "What do you think?" He said, "Just eat yours." Yeah, oh, I didn't. Okay. I, I tried to keep it neutral. Okay, I, tried to keep I it took neutral. a bite. I took another bite, and and there's just no denying, the chicken is so juicy. That spice, I'm telling you, that the crispiness mayo, is perfect. It's, Everything it's, the bun is perfect. Everything about it it's is not perfect. super hot, but you got a little kick to it. Oh my lord! Like I don't, I, I know you got you guys know me. I'm Jay and Fee, and I go on and on about food. I love me some food, but the truth is, this sandwich is 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 the the pinnacle. Like I felt like I was sitting down at a five star restaurant. No, no, no! I did not feel like that. I never eat a sandwich and feel like I'm at a five star restaurant with a sandwich. When I eat something that is amazing, I felt like. I felt like I don't even know what I felt like besides heaven. No, no, I, I felt like look, trust me, because I go certain places and the food is just better. It's it's made better. This sandwich, when I bit into it, the emotions that I got. This is terrible. <laughs> like like Mike would say, it's terrible. You you'd be so happy over food. I'm telling you, though, it's real. It's absolutely real. You don't believe me, just try it one time. Took me like a year. We tried it. I'm telling you, son. 
There's no fronting. It's like R. Kelly. Say what you want about the scandal. That sandwich is scandal proof. Woo! Proof. Woo! Proof. Woo! Proof. Woo! Proof. Woo! Want to give a big shout out to Astor Auto, the leader in luxury automobiles and in service in the entire state of West Virginia. Jamie Spears, the man with the plan down there at Astor Auto of Charleston. When you get there, tell them the Raspy Voice Kids sent you. You want the dopest gear out? You want to look fresh while rocking the Mountaineer brands? The best thing to do is go to bookexchangewv.com. That's where you get the flyest apparel. The Book Exchange is going to hook you up for listening to the RVK. Use code R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E. Raspy Voice. Code Raspy Voice when you go to bookexchangewv.com to get the flyest Mountaineer gear and souvenirs. Quick, we want to let you know about our Raspy Woman of the Week. Who is she? Kristen Ray. She's from Hurricane, West Virginia. She was nominated by Donnie Cleary. She's the Raspy Woman of the Week. She's a West Virginia woman. She's impacted many lives. She does do a lot of really cool things. For example, she eats chili and ketchup on her hot dogs. So for all you people who say there's no ketchup on hot dogs, Kristen Ray says you're wrong. Kristen, we want to congratulate you on your win. Congratulate you on your blog post that is coming. And congratulate you on the fact that you have won the Raspberry Woman's Prize Pack, which includes a $25 gift card from the Book Exchange. The Book Exchange. Make sure you use our promo code whenever you shop the Book Exchange in-store or online at bookexchangewv.com. Raspy Voice is the code R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E. Holla at your boys. Hands, touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you. WVU basketball time to talk. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right. No. We're playing basketball. 3-0 the Mountaineers are. Wins over. Who who have we beaten so far? A lot of teams. No, we, Duquesne was. Uh, Duquesne was. Why are you always asking questions that don't nobody know the answer to? You always ask. No. Look, look, we got a few wins on the season. Pitt, uh, Duquesne, uh, we're technically four and zero, but but Duquesne doesn't count because that was an exhibition game. Duquesne, Pitt, and Northern Colorado, but that was last night. And that was in the Cancun Challenge. Which, by the way, explain to me how the Cancun Challenge is happening in Morgantown. It's funny, right? It's real funny. I don't understand it. Is the championship game in Cancun? Um, let me see. Because I can't remember. You're always asking questions. Akron, the Zips. Which, by the way, I learned they used to be called the Zippers. I learned that on Josh Witt's show, Unreasonable yeah. Doubt. The, they used to be called the Zippers because a zipper is part of a tire. And Akron is a city that is known for making Damn, tires. Look, man. Look at the stuff you learn when you Josh Witt just podcast. breaking it down, man. Just breaking it down. But anyway, we got wins over Akron. Let me do one thing real quick before we get this started. I'm going uh, to shout out Jim Elkins. Facebook, when I couldn't watch the game, I think it was an Akron game. 
because I'm in Ohio now, I couldn't find it anywhere. He straight up Facebook lived it. Big shout out to him so I could watch the entire game. I just want to show some love. I just want to throw that out there. Believe that's illegal, but we're not gonna say nothing. We're not gonna say nothing. <laughs> we're just gonna keep that to ourselves. <laughs> Nobody listening. No just joking. But um, anyway, no shout out to him. Shout out to Jim Hawkins. Three and zero on the season. Double digit wins against Akron and Pitt. Should have had a double digit win against Northern Colorado. What do you think about the team so far, Jeremy? Love it, man. I love it. Like the defense will come along. Actually, the defense last game against North Carolina, uh, North Colorado played a, a lot better. They had the um, their conference defensive player of the year, who obviously affected us. We didn't we didn't score as many points, but when you look at this team compared to last year, and the fire and the fight that's within them, the scoring ability that's within them, the depth of people coming off the bench. It is just such a, I keep saying it, it's just a refreshing feeling to watch our players be able to play ball, to come too deep, to be able to score the rock, to be able to shoot the rock, to be able to take it to the cup and have offensive ability. Man, it's just it's a great thing to watch. And that pit game, the pit game was so big because we were underdogs. Um, not by a lot, but we were underdogs. And, the and fact, on the road. And the fact that we didn't just win the game, we controlled the entire game. Now, sometimes you have games where you can control and then you lose at the end. We controlled the entire game and then we pulled away, which shows what caliber of a team we are. Yeah, I I like that we won by, like, the big, here's the thing to me, and people always say this doesn't matter because all that matters at the end is W's and L's, wins and losses. But I always look at the spread because when good teams win, great teams cover. But But I think... When you talk about wins and losses, that only accounts for college football. College basketball is not about W's, W's and L's. A lot of coaches will tell you early on, like the loss that Kentucky had to somebody that they had no business losing to. People keep saying this is a great teaching moment to these guys who think they're great. Because here's the truth. As long as you get in the NCAA tournament, you're going to have an opportunity to prove yourself. So sometimes being humbled early on in college basketball is a good thing. I'm just saying, no, college agree. basketball, college football are two different things. College football, it's all about W's and L's. Yeah, no, I agree. What you're saying makes perfect sense. The season's a lot longer. Um, there's less emphasis on individual games. And you can lose a whole lot of games and still make it to the tournament. But what I, you can lose all your games and then win your conference tournament and make it to the tournament. Shout out to the uh, WVU men's soccer team who was in last place, then won the MAC tournament to go to the to, to make it to the NCAA tournament. Return up the MAC. They're going dancing, uh, so shout out to them. We nothing but best wishes to Marlon LeBlanc and his crew over there. All right, back to what I was saying. When you look at this team, the question is how good is this team really? And it's hard to tell. It's a good question. It's hard to tell because moment there are moments where we look brilliant, like when Oscar has 20 and 17 against Pitt. When Oscar does that, when Sheebway does that, we look like a team that's really hard to match because you got Culver there too. Who's a double 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 machine himself? But there, so basically, here's what Ben Booth tweeted. Ben Booth at the Ben Booth Show. If you want to follow him, he says, "Looking into WVU hoops against the spread numbers, against the spread numbers, paint a clearer picture of team success. WVU is currently one and two against the spread. WVU is zero oh and two when Oscar Shibway plays less than twenty minutes, which." 
He played less than 20 minutes against Akron because Bobby Huggins said he wasn't rebounding. He didn't rebound, so he had him sit the bench. So he played less than 20 minutes. WVU is 1-0 when Sean McNeil logs more minutes than Chase Harler, but they're 0-2 when Chase Harler logs more minutes than Sean McNeil. Now, uh, you can call me crazy, but... You said 0-2. Is that this year? Yeah, because twice now... Oh, against, against the spread. Against the spread. Okay. Sean, Sean, Chase Harlan. I got you. I, the thing I missed was against the spread. Okay. Against the spread. That's why we're looking at how good they really are. We're looking in depth. And that tells you two very important things. Oscar Shibway has to play. Because if he's got to play against Pitt, who's not very good, and Akron, who's okay, then in Northern Colorado... It's really going to matter come conference tournament time. Maybe that's or true. But, but three games into it, I feel like it's too. Like honestly, I'm listening to all your analytics and I understand there's there's things that are. You that, think that Sean McNeil and Chase Harler are in the same stratosphere of basketball? But I feel like some. Well, I don't know defensively. Maybe Harler brings his grit and his grind. There's sometimes. Don't, two against the spread is don't, early. Don't forget Chris Dudley in the Knicks. You look at Chris Dudley. Chris Dudley. No, not, Jeremy. Chris Dudley. See, that's this is this is what people do. There, there's a reason why you look at deeper analytics to figure out what's really going on with the but, team. But here's the thing: you talk about deeper analytics. How much does deeper analytics really mean in three games against three teams? It's should, early on. There, there's one. It's one, early one on. One out of three teams. Well, one are, of those guys they, they, can fill up the cup, and the other one can't. One, one. But the other. But hold on, hold on, last, one guy can fill up the cup. The other one can play outstanding defense. And the problem with this Mountaineer team, I'm not saying the problem, but we went almost seven it's a, it's minutes a, without scoring. We had another one of those scoring drops like last year. That's right. With, they, with, against with, against North North Carolina, uh, Colorado. Colorado. But I'm saying defense is an issue. Uh, not an issue, but when Chase Hall is one of your best on ball defenders, I think that makes a difference. And sometimes people undervalue they, they all they see are the James Hardens filling up the cups, and they forget about the Javon, Javon Carters and, and other dudes. When I look at plus, I look at plus minus. That's one thing that I haven't been able to see what the plus minus is. And, and that's I'd true. Like to see what the plus minus. But is. What's, example, what's a plus minus in a three game sample? That's my it's, thing. It's early on, but numbers do give you some. They inform you to some extent. I don't know how much how many. Um, I watch the game and I watch who can score and like you said, who can fill it up. Yeah, Chase Harler's not one of those guys. And when you talk about on the ball def- def- defense, we've got guys playing in behind like who Culver and Shee- Sheboy. Oh, you talk about like okay, like to, to, that, that to helps protect the basket. Yeah, I, I don't feel like they're super. I mean, like, I feel they're like not they. They're no, not Kanate. They're right. they, they, they ain't nothing special. Uh, and by the way, I'm not hating on what I you're saying. Don't, I, I, don't, I hate I don't what you're re- saying, but I just feel like these analytics don't mean anything three games into it. You they you think they don't mean anything? They for to me, they don't mean a whole lot three games into it. Out of uh, honestly, the truth is, until we get to the conference play, people you've played before who've seen you, where you really have to show your grit and your grind and what you're worth. That's what makes a difference. Because in conference play, it's not that teams are better. It's the fact that they know who you are. They've seen you play. Here's, Therefore, you have to show who you are. Here's why what you're saying is really important. I think the most important number is is the Sean McNeil number, the Sheboy number. I don't feel like those numbers are as important as the one and two against the spread. But the one and two against the spread, I think that shows us what happens when Bobby Huggins is teaching lessons. Bobby Huggins said Derek Culver, Derek Culver didn't play until about the eleven minute mark in the second half. Yeah. And he said, We're gonna play together, we're gonna play the we're gonna do things the right way. So he was clearly teaching Derek Culver a lesson. But what happened when Culver came in? Culver saved the day. We went from tied to winning by eight. 
Um, but and also, 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 I don't. So like last year, but Culver, you, but, but, suspended, but, 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 Culver was suspended ten games last year. Culver didn't miss any conference games last year. Yeah, that's true. So these lessons that get taught get taught early in the season by Bobby Huggins. That's right. In all coaches, in all coaches, they talk about John Calipari how he lets his team figure it out the first half of the season. And then he starts really coaching them after, like because nothing oh, matters. You, but th- the- you think you're so smart, you think you're so cool, and then ha- second second half, they're like, he's like, all right, this is how you do it. You want to win? All right, I let you see how it happens when you do things your way. Now let's teach you how to play basketball. And I think that's part of what what, you, what we're seeing right now. I think you're I think you're seeing. I think, but I will also say we talk about the spread. How much how much was a fa- uh, pit a favor over us? Just one point or so, one and a half. So the spread was one and a half. At the end of the year, if they had to match us up again, us versus Pitt, sometimes the spread doesn't mean as much early on until you know what the teams are. I That's what like I'm trying to say. Vegas does a good job. They are of making money. Yes, they do. Making- yes, they do. <laughs> Absolutely. That this is early on. I just thought it was a nice little stat to look at. No, I'm not hating on the stat. I'm just yes, telling you yes, how you I are. feel. You're 100. I'm hating telling on the stat. you how I feel when I hear it. I'm not, by the way, I'm not sitting here saying you're wrong or you're right. I'm just saying this is how I feel when I hear those stats. These, this is the feelings that come up. But you're not going to see Culver sitting the bench into the 11th minute, uh, 11 into minute 11. In any game that counts. In any game that counts. You're not going to see <laughs> yeah. Sheboy sitting the bench. In any game that matters. And I got a feeling by the time it comes around, your guy, Sean McNeil, is going to be playing more minutes than Chase Harler. That dude can fill it up. He really can. And by the way, I'm not hating. Chase Harler is heart and soul. He's a he's a leader on this team. An emotional leader. That's the way he's we a West feel. Virginian. He's a senior. I, Sean McNeil. I told Brandon this is going to score multiple thirty point games this season, and that's the way I feel. I'm sorry, and he's not going to do that sitting on the bench. Yeah. So it's been fun to watch though, because winning's always fun, and it's great to say we're undefeated. So happy. <laughs> when I tweet, when I tweet or post on Instagram, that's what we try to post. I mean, we're we, undefeated because that's what we are right we, now. We, we do these podcast Three sessions with a big old smile on our face. Feels so we, good. We, <laughs> Feels so good. And you can talk junk to whoever, who Duke, who North Carolina, who Memphis, Kentucky, especially. Who y'all want, son? Three and zero. Come Three see us. McDonald's All American. Come, come see us with who should have been Big Twelve Player Player of the Year. But uh, yeah, holla at your boys. That's that's it for this segment. Raspy Voice. Hey, this is Brandon from the Raspy Voice Kids. We are now teamed up with SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the place to go and get your tickets for any live event that you want to be a part of, especially if you're a sports fan. Use code Raspy Voice. R A S P Y V O I C E, and you get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Code Raspy Voice at SeatGeek. Download the app. Get to saving now. The Raspy Voice Kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world, made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get Swill. Responsibly, of course. One final thing. We will be at Gresso's on High Street in Columbus for the TCU game on Friday, November the 29th. We, the game starts at 4.15. We will be there at 3.45. There will be trivia. There will be giveaways. There will be fun. The RVK and Gressos, get at your boys. If you're anywhere near Central Ohio, you need to be there. Show up, show out. Hey. Hey. Teach me how to tell you. Hey. All right. It's time to talk Kansas State. Time to review what was great 
what maybe wasn't so great. Jeremy, what, what were your basic thoughts? Um, the main thing I thought was, I'll be like smooth. Can you teach me how to daggy? My dude dropped dimes. Trent, Trent Dilfer dropping dimes. The past, look, I'm not saying he was super spectacular, but he played really well. And to begin the game, I wasn't one of those people who said, hey, Deggy has to play. Deggy has to be this. Deggy has to be that. But watching the game transpire, even with him under pressure, even with him getting lit up, releasing the ball and getting lit up, it was just a different feel. It was just a different feel. And I'm trying not to be one of these fans where the backup quarterback comes in and I'm like, oh, well, it, it just felt different. It felt different. The passes were on time. The passes were on the money. Um, it the, felt different to me when he came in against Texas Tech. His moxie, his poise, is true. Different, and everybody he, said that, but I hadn't seen enough. Because, like I said, coming in as a backup quarterback, not knowing if you're going to start, is one thing. To actually do it a full game against a good squad is a whole different thing. But I watched Jack Allison, and come you guys in. were right. I watched Jack Allison come in and backup duty and not look like that. I watched Chris Chuganoff come in backup duty and not look like Chris that. Chris Chuganoff. You know who did look like that when they came in for backup duty? Pat White. Skylar Howard. Yeah. Skylar Howard, when he came in off the bench, when, when Clint Tricker got hurt, he immediately looked like he was ready to go. And there are a lot of people who have p- opinions about Skylar Howard, but Skylar Howard's our guy, by the way. Just FYI. Yeah, that's my dude now. That's our dude. Jared Dagey was 20 of 30, 234 yards, three touchdowns. Tw- so, no, important- he, so, so he was 20 of 30, which means he had 10 drop passes. All right, go ahead. 20 of 30, 234 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, which is the most important part there. No picks. Um, I didn't get to see how many drops there were. I know there were at least two I can remember. Sam James had one drop. Sam James only had one catch for four yards. Sam James had been representing. George Campbell, on the other hand, five catches, 92 yards, 18.4 yards per catch. All he ever does is catch touchdowns. That's the truth. The cool thing about George Campbell is that Coach Neil Brown said he's never had a player make as much improvement from June to this point in the season as George Campbell has. It's so funny. I believe in Neil Brown. And I know every week you guys are going to say, no, you don't. You're always saying something. But every time I hear him say something, I think, you also told me. <laughs> yeah, he's going to hold that. Jeremy's going to hold that against him forever. He also told me McCoy was sitting on a big year. I'm sorry. It's hard to trust some of the stuff he says. I'm sorry. Going back to what you were saying about Jared Dagey and his moxie and who he was, it's not just so it's not so much what Jared Dagey did as when he did it. This is from Jed Drenning, the signal caller tweets. West Virginia threw three touchdown passes against Kansas State on third down in the win in Manhattan. It said that was no easy trick because the Wildcats had allowed a total a total of three touchdown passes in their three third down touchdown passes. In the previous 21 games combined, heading into the matchup with the Mountaineers. So in 21 games, they'd only given up three touchdown passes on third down in 21 games combined. Yeah, I don't really care about that. Why? I mean, that stat right there. I mean, great, great stat statisticians. To me, even if, even if it was for the whole season, they'd only given up three touchdown passes on third down. On third I'd be, down, I don't know. I just don't know what to make of it. Like, I feel like sometimes. Third down defenses I that feel can like get off the field have you can, extra. You can read too far into things. I don't, I don't agree. Third Maybe down, I'm wrong. Third I, just, down I just feel like sometimes people like bring up stats that really honestly have not, really don't make The any, really good defenses get off the field on third down. 
They get off the field on third down, let okay. alone giving up touchdowns on third down. Okay, maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe the fans will, will agree with you. I'm just telling you how the, I feel. The other, reason I, the other reason why it's important to me is... By Jed, the way, by the way, I'm seriously not just trying to argue. <laughs> no, but Jed Jennings, the other thing is, think about it. And I respect it, Jed Jennings. Jed Jenny, Jennings brings the stats. Like, that's you right. need to know anything important about anything. Stats. Yeah, absolutely. But and that particular and stat... And eh. if it wasn't for... And if it wasn't for the fact that it was so many... Now, you got to remember, this is a lot... This Kansas State team, even though they have a new coach, they have a lot of the same players. So saying 21 games collectively tells you about their personnel on top of, like we said... And their focus. Staff. They're focused defensively, too. You know, my favorite stat, though, was from what? this game. This is from John Antonic. Talking to the signal caller tonight, and our joint researchers determined Saturday's win at 14.5 point favorite Kansas State was the biggest road upset for WVU since. Do you know when? Guess? No. Biggest road upset. Road upset? Nope. Since 1982. When the Mountaineers upset 15-point favorite Oklahoma in the season opener. Yeah, that's great. You actually said, do you know when? Like, I thought you were going to guess because I thought you were going like to guess. I thought you were going to guess against Virginia Tech and Blacksburg is what I thought you would have guessed. Oh, okay. When they, had right. Lee, when they had Lee Suggs. That's what I thought you were going to guess. 1949 when <laughs> Reagan Jarvis. <laughs> no, 1982, <laughs> Jeff Hostetler. Jeff Hostetler and the Mountaineers invade Oklahoma and they win that game. I'm in a feisty mood today. I feel, I feel like I keep, keep fighting him on everything. Sorry. He's got, he's got a question I'll ask him when we're done with this. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but to get an upset win, that's a signature win. It's like, this is like, it's, it's to show us what this team is capable of. Um, twenty four to twenty on the road against when you're a double digit dog. I I love it. I love the moxie. Oh, me too. I love the way the defense stepped up. Me too. Especially after giving up an early touchdown and it looked like we were going right back to the way we played against ne- Texas Tech. What's what's terrible is Norwood is out, but that interception to end the game, Brandon. Did you have you seen oh, a still picture of the extension? I haven't seen a still picture that, yet. That wasn't to end the game. The, All right, okay. Hakeem Bailey's was the one that ended. Oh, the game. my bad, my bad. But Norwood's full extension. They, there's a picture of him full extension grabbing the ball. So sick. Yeah. So sick. And when he did it, I was like, oh, before it ever happened. And then he actually brought it in. Woo. That was amazing. Yeah. So the defense played well. Um, they played well. Here's my, here's my The question. running game was impressive. 77 yards rushing in the first half when we were averaging, I believe, 74. Yeah. The, no, now, the, the running When I say played well, I mean relatively. For us, it played exceptionally well. We took a step back in the second half running, um, but overall, the running game was much better than it has been. But the question is, chicken and egg. Does that happen because Deggy is a legitimate threat throwing the ball and a legitimate threat to run the ball? Or is it just because Kansas State had already been giving up 5.6 yards per rush, I believe it was, I'm not 6.4 yards per rush in the fourth whenever quarter? Whenever you prove yourself to be able to throw the ball, that opens up everything. Now, maybe Kansas State had been giving up some rushing yards, so our offensive line looked fierce and mean. But the truth is, when you have a quarterback who shows he can throw it downfield with touch, which Daigie definitely did, it opens up everything. Unless you have another point. I'm I'm going on to my my home run that I need all Mountaineer fans to think about. Go ahead. Here's the truth. And I told Brandon this before Daigie ever was named the starter or played. I said, if Deggie comes in and balls out, will this be the first time that you have reason to 
question trusting the climb. No, I trust the climb completely. And here's why I trust the climb completely. And, and hold up, let me break because this trusting down. the climb doesn't mean that I believe that Neil Brown is infallible. I can trust the climb while still believing that Neil Brown is going to make mistakes along the way. That the climb is not going to be one. It's not like a ski lift where you go directly up and you just keep going up the whole way. It's going to be like a mountain climb where you have to take detours, where you have to go backwards. Sometimes you got to go down to go back up. And I think this is where you learn things in your process, where Sean Reagan and and Neil Brown learn about the quarterbacks or how they evaluate quarterbacks or how. uh, And also the other thing is, that's that's how I feel about that. But and, and, but, by, and by the way, I, I love that analysis and what, what you're saying, how you feel, because I, I have strong feelings. I'm going to get to them. But um, no, that that's a great, great way to put it. But what I was going to say is, you got to remember, Daggy didn't come in until late in the in the in the off season, and he had to learn the offense. And when you're trying to figure out who's your quarterback, you're going to go with the guy who is the most in control of what he's doing. And he said Austin Kendall won the battle. Mm, yeah. yeah. You talk about the person who has to learn the offense. What offense? That's that's a question I've asked. You, you average, I don't know what it would look like. How, 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 how many weeks in a row did we have? I just like remember seven, Steve Slate when he first came in. Steve Slate didn't look like Pat White. I'm just saying we had like seven points a few games in a row. A guy who couldn't hit people deep. Even if you have to dumb down the offense a little bit for a guy who's accurate, who can execute the plays that you actually call. We have guys who are streaking deep. deep. Sam Young burning his man game after game. Um, Austin Kendall can't hit him deep. I'm sorry. I feel like Deggy, if you put him in the game, can do that. So I understand what you're saying. And I'm not saying, look, I have trust in the climb. I'm just saying, I'm asking Mountaineer fans, when you see Daggy perform the way he did, do you think, how in the world do people not appreciate, how in the world did the coaching staff, these guys that we're supposed to be putting faith in. Did you think he was that much better than Austin Kendall? Brandon, did you see that the, the first touchdown pass that was yeah. like over the shoulder? Perfect pass. Yeah. The whole game. This is a lot of times you say, oh, well, is his first game started? Well, he sat on the bench for so he blah, blah, blah. He blah, blah. Green came in there immediately, first game in, in a Mountaineer uniform. Deggy, excuse me. I, by the way, I don't know why I keep saying Garrett Green and Deggy. I keep getting mixed up. Deggy comes in there, first game starting against a top 25 opponent, and not one point did he look rusty. Not one point did he not look in, in, in not in control. Granted, you, you waited some of the season. I just feel like, how did you not – even Pat White said that when he was dealing with uh, Rich Rodriguez. He said at first, okay, Adam Benaric, and he got to a point in the season where he was looking at coach like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not saying I'm questioning the, 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 the climb. I'm asking you as Mountaineer Nation, does it make you question the decision-making of the people calling the shots, Neil Brown and the offensive coordinator, in this climb? And like I said, it doesn't, it doesn't at all for me because you have, to, you have to put things in perspective and be realistic, and, and that is Neil Brown's not going to make every perfect decision. He's just not going to. The, and, funny, the funny thing is you say that, and I, and I, and I hear you. But I remember when Baker Mayfield now, which I'm just saying back last year when he started looking great, when they had a different quarterback starting for the Cleveland Brown, then Baker Mayfield came in about halfway through the season. Everybody's like, what kind of idiot says, you look at him, he looks 10 times better. And everybody and nobody was giving him any slack when it wasn't your team, when it was outside looking in. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, but so now I, it's different? I mean, I didn't agree with that either from the standpoint of, again, there's a rookie quarterback who's got to learn the system in the NFL. There's no guarantee he's going to look like that in game one. You felt you didn't feel like Baker, like this I guy. felt like if you put Baker in a game one, he may not have looked like that because you're learning a new system. I wish I don't, you know what? I can't, I can't say it was Brandon. I, it was somebody close to me. I thought it was Brandon who was the one clamoring for Baker and the one not, I was definitely Baker. not clamoring, not, no not, cla- not clamoring for Baker. But when it happened, like this makes me question, like you didn't see that all those weeks. Cause I felt like most of Baker's thought, Oh, Baker looks so good. What? How in the world did you not see that in practice? Yeah, I mean, maybe there were people who said that, but I, but going back, maybe to, it wasn't Brandon, maybe it was somebody else. And also, you have to remember that was not a first year coach, and it, with a new system, that was that was what's first year quarterback who still had yeah, to run the system. but that was what's his name? That was uh uh, Cleveland Black. Got you. Yeah, I can't remember his name. But he was not a good coach overall. He went 0-16 at one point. Like, I'm not talking about that. We're talking about the decision-making about no, that's what a quarterback who clearly it's, looks but it's better. One, it's a lot easier to question a guy who's never been successful. Neil Brown has been successful everywhere he's gone. Uh, okay. Like there's somebody who tried to have the nerve to say – Look, by the way, I'm not arguing against nerve Brandon. I'm just saying some of the arguments he makes in – in favor of Neil Brown, I just don't know. I'm not how even much making water. because I just think like when people say tr- you're asking trust the client based on one decision. Give me another decision you question about him. Give me some time. Yeah, exactly. You got one thing that that is worth questioning. What is the most important thing on a on a on a? It's on the a team? most important thing, quarterback. But so, there's but there's one decision, and I don't. And, and by the way, I'm not look. Listen, and I, and to me, I, hold on, hold on, I need to say this. I need to say this. I am not questioning the client. You are questioning the client. I'm asking if you question the decision okay, making the client. So now let me ask you do you question the client? Now, see, that is the right question. The answer is no. I trust Neil Brown. I feel like I feel like he's doing so many good things in so many areas. Um and the team is building its way and progressing. Do I think it was a mistake not to play uh, uh, Deggy? Yes. You think so? Even with the red shirt, when you know that yes. you knew this team wasn't going to be that good. Yes. You, you I don't, don't, I don't play. A, you don't, you don't, I, I don't Dana Hogerson to play for tomorrow. I don't tell my team the red shirt. I recruit and bring other players in. Play ball now because we're paying money now to watch this team play. So, so I understand for building for the future. So you, and no, no, no. no what no, I'm saying is, and, and I get it. Building for the future, so what, even but, in, and hold up, even in college basketball, when your team's not going to be any good. And you realize, hey, let's play for the future. I'm just saying, if Deggy can play, let Deggy play. Because next so, year, so you're saying you'd rather have Deggy play for five games this year? Because that's what's happening. So you, I feel so like you're saying, you're saying you'd play Deggy in the bowl game, blow his red shirt. You told make, me. You told me. I said, if West Virginia, uh, I said, would you rather West Virginia be Pitt or West Virginia beat Kansas State? And you said, uh, um, Kansas. No, no, no. I didn't. Me. I said always. I, no, no. My by the way, I got that totally wrong. I asked you. And um, Jim Ashley, would you rather make a bowl game or not? And you said make a bowl game because they have so many more practices. Practices. Okay. They get a whole lot more practices. Yeah. Help them be a better team. Yeah. But the truth is, if Garrett Green is Garrett Green is Jared playing, Deggy is playing. Why in the world I do no, I? I have no idea. I, I, I've been doing this for months. If if Deggy is is playing quarterback, do you think that we beat Baylor? Yeah, I said that. I okay, said, okay, no, so I we beat Baylor. So now that. we're one step closer to actually making a bowl game, which just gives us another month and a half I, of practices. I, I, t- I tweeted the argument. I tweeted the argument against um, Skyler Callahan. I said that we beat Texas and we beat Baylor. 
If that that okay. quarter, a better quarterback. I said okay. This was before this was before uh, okay. I said that Deggy was okay. That, so Deggie my point, my point. But is, my thing is, I don't know that Deggy was ready. My point is, and this. I don't know that you could know that because you know what Neil Brown said. What, what did they do? But, the, but, you, but, 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 but you say he wasn't ready. What, look at those games. Look what all. Kendall scored. He he scored seven points. He led the offense to seven points. I'm sorry, Deggy. You got the other thing too is how many rushing yards did we have in those games. I have no because we had 77 in the first half of against. I, th- that, that's what I'm saying. You don't want to burn his red shirt, but you get a bowl game with all these extra packs. No, I'm saying you don't want to burn his red shirt unless it's clear cut. And this is what Neil Brown said. It wasn't clear cut in practice. Of course he's going to say that. What he said is we lost five games, so it was time to try something yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. By the way, it wasn't clear cut in pra- practice, but all of a sudden, I looked at him. I looked at the game against <laughs> top 25, Kansas State, and it was clear as freaking cut. Mountain Air Nation was clear cut to you? I'm just telling you. Yeah, it was clear cut in game, and you've never seen guys who play better in game than in practice I have you never but, heard of that Brandon seven points against because Baylor was, because that was seven points against Baylor no we, we, we scored, scored more yeah yeah uh, oh, kickoff no, return kickoff yeah, return, yeah. 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 There, there was another game against Texas four interceptions against Texas all we need was a little boost all we need is one more accurate pass one more deep pass I'm not hating on what you're saying I trust the club I trust Neil Brown I think we're in great hands I'm just saying this does cause question for those who want to be questioners yeah, I won't mention the names of the people who question it. Jeremy Fee. <laughs> no, no. There's a guy who's been questioning. Who I'm all, not questioning who, it. But um, basically, I think mostly he's just mad that his prediction that Trey Lowe was going to start didn't come true. Okay. But Next subject. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's the Kansas State review. I liked what I saw. It was not perfect, but it was a good start. We'll see how if it holds up against Oklahoma State. And man, it feels good to win back to back. Beat beat Pitt on on uh, Friday. Beat Kansas State on Saturday. Hey. Oh, and then beat Northern Colorado in basketball again. Another basketball win. Hey. Then the WVU men's soccer team wins the MAC championship. Then the women's team upsets Georgetown. Then the rifle team wins both of their matches. This is the kind of this is the kind of winning that I am not getting tired of. Hey, look, get a be appreciative appreciative of it. And realize we went through a little rough stretch. But right now, it's a great time to be a Mountaineer. Rat me, boys! We love our man, Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. Big shout to Shrinkables! Shrinkables! Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. Hail West Virginia. Hail West Virginia. It is time for another round of Why We Hate. This week, it's Oklahoma State. And we like to call them Oki Light because that's what you are. You're Oklahoma light. They're Oklahoma heavy. They're big brother. You are little cousin. Oklahoma doesn't claim you. They don't care for you. They don't stand you the way that they love and stand for Oklahoma. You wish you were there, but you're not. Just like your coach who's going to choose his son's high school game over flying in with his team. No real dedication if you ask me. The mullet. He needs to make his decisions and priorities and get him in line. But... You do what you got to do. Us, we're busy coming off a win for, against Kansas State. Nobody expected us to win that either. You come in with Chuba Hubbard, no one expects us to stop him, but guess what? We will. 
This time, it's Jared Deggie. Jared Deggie is here to battle. Jared Deggie's here to play. And guess what, guys? This time, Oklahoma State, we're not going to blow a lead against you. We're not going to hand you, gift wrap you a win like we did before. I don't even want to talk about that because that is in the past and it's never happening again. The Neil Brown era has begun. It's time. It's Deggie time. I almost said Doggy. You almost got me. But you're going to know the name, Oklahoma State. Okie Light, two wrongs don't make it right. You're messing with the team, Okie Light. No matter what you do, you're always going to be a little brother. You can win a few games in basketball. You can win a few games in football. But Oklahoma Sooners, those, those are the real Oklahoma team. It's the real Oklahoma team. Nobody's worried about you. You got a coach who pops off. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm sure everybody who ever talks about him talks about that exact same statement. The mullet. Ain't nobody scared of y'all. Y'all decent at football. I'm going to give y'all that. But we ain't worried about you. This year, we get it back. This year, we show you. Here's the thing. If there was ever a year for you to get a W off of West Virginia again, for one of your last times, it would be this year, Neil Brown's first year. What's terrible for you is you're not going to win. You're not going to get that W. And what you're going to see is a long line of W's from Neil Brown when he comes to Oklahoma, when you come to Morgantown. It doesn't matter which way we go. We're starting to play. We're starting to build. We come off the Kansas State Wildcat win. Them dudes thought they were bad. And we showed them what's up. And now here you come. Here you come trying to pop off, trying to be tough, trying to bring them cowboys. Look, man, I'm ready for y'all. We ready for y'all. That defensive line is ready for y'all. We turn a corner. I know you guys are wishing and praying we were still the team from early on this season, but we're not. I know you were begging and pleading that we wouldn't find ourselves, but we did. We got Daggy, baby, and here we come. So get ready. Because you guys will not experience a W against West Virginia for a long time. But dang sure not in basketball. But here we come in football. Get ready. Mountaineers all day, erg day. You hear me? Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.